Welcome to the podcast, Two Dudes, Drunk and Depressed, sponsored by WeDoRelationships.com. I'm Richard, or as my friends call me, OB. I'm Steve, or as my friends call me, Schwaz. <laughs> Alcohol use disorder impairs 29 million adults in the U.S. that we know of. I call it alcoholism. I'm Steve, and I'm an alcoholic, and I'm filled with gratitude and hope. I live an extraordinary life. You do, my friend. Depression affects over 18 million adults in the U.S. that we know of. It can take the form of adjustment or anxiety disorder. Here we use the general term depressed. I'm Richard, and I have suffered from depression and anxiety. And I am filled with gratitude and hope and live an extraordinary life. Like many who decided to change, Steve and I had to tell the truth to ourselves first. Only then could we make the sustainable progress in our lives and in our relationships. So we're still very much works in progress. Richard and I wanted to create a place for men to go where it's okay not to be okay. Here we may lose our mass, not our masculinity. Yeah, it's time for us as men to realize life is not meant to be explored alone. Let's care for each other as we move toward a better existence. When you tell the truth to yourself, the rest can fall into place. Our hope is that someone listening may gain some understanding and personal peace and discover something that can help in times of need. Yeah, it's up to you. The people in your life will notice. Let's get to today's episode. All right. Hey. Hello again, my friend. How do you be? Good, Swaz. I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I we we just finished a uh, a different podcast, which um some of it leaks into this one. You know, so I'm thinking of the Grinch crying, going, "I'm leaking. <laughs> I'm leaking." Um, so it leaks into this a bit, you know. And the Indy, you heard that, honey. Our 14 year old dog is wagging his tail, and maybe his hearing's coming back. Um, but it's leaking into it. We we were just kind of off air chatting a little bit about being uh, a victim. I thought that was an interesting conversation about, do you want to bring up what you were kind of trained to thought on that and some thoughts on that? Well, yeah, it's... It, thanks for calling me a victim. That's <laughs> right. Well, with, um, you know, we were, we were talking about dealing with life, coping with things. And uh, there's, I just, yeah, my point was that there's too many people out there that uh, feel they're victims of, of whatever is causing them grief. And, and I mean, and I'm not saying that I'm above that because I'm not, because I felt that way many a times. And, and it's, you know, you just, you realize that, that um, you have to get out from underneath that. I mean, that that's it. It's just, you know, you play the victim card too many times. And the fact is, it's it's your own it's your own doing. I mean, it you, you kind of created it. So if you want to do something about yeah. it, you got to you got to do something about it. Oh, my God. It is so true. I, I, I know that I played and people say, oh, you're playing the victim card. You're putting the victim card You're putting the victim card. The victim card is created because we are not taking responsibility for the outcomes of how we react internally to our external world. That's what's happening. We are literally not taking ownership of how I can manage and have a relationship with how I am in critical, difficult, stressful 
um, dynamic moments, moments that uh, you lose cognitive dissonance. In other words, you're kind of out there going, what, what's going on here? What do I fill this void with? I haven't seen this before. Or I'm just attaching it to some way that I've seen it before, and I'm just going to categorize it. By the way, that's probably the biggest thing about racism and other things is that people want a category because they don't want to think through it. They don't want to work through it. They don't want to work through a, a nuance. I love that word. My daughter, my oldest daughter and I have that word. There's so much nuance to life. And being a victim or having a victim mentality, which we're both speaking this from our own experience of yeah. doing it. So we're not saying that, you know, hey, quit being a victim out there, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> no, we all can go into that and go, well, a little woe is me because we want to take care of ourselves. We want to make sure that we're okay. So being a victim is, I think, a symptom of not being able to manage our responses to the world because we're stuck in reactions to the world. So the beauty of changing reactions to responses is responses entail tools. Responses entail skills. One of the listeners uh, will give uh, his initials, W.E., great, great guy, said, you know, I asked, well, what's going on? What do you think we should talk about? on our next podcast. And I said, and he goes, Oh, what? Well, yeah, I've, I've been thinking about that. And he's listened to it. And um, he goes, you know, coping skills. I said, coping skills. Wow. I go, you can't cope. You victim. No, I didn't see you know, a coping <laughs> skills. Yeah. I said, talk, tell me more about that. And he goes, well, you know, the, uh, there's so much stuff going on in my life with family and work. And there was a lot there. He didn't say, cause we didn't have a ton of time, but yeah. Um, it was, you know, and coping with that and dealing with that. And I threw one thing out there for him just to quickly kind of test it. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Things like that. He said things like that. And I said, well, okay, well, we'll talk about, we'll talk about coping skills. And early on, I said what leaked from the previous one is how, when we say to take things we, we are, uh, taking it seriously, yet we're holding it lightly. If you take something seriously and, and yet hold it lightly, the way you can hold it lightly is that you get out of the fight, flight, or freeze mindset. Mm -hmm. I'm saying that because a lot of people understand that and think about a prefrontal cortex, you know, is where I want to be, and I don't want to be in my amygdala, and, I, you know, I don't want to be like the caveman worrying about the T-Rex with their short little arms coming over and chomping me to bits, <laughs> or at least eating my Funko. I don't want them to do that, eat my Funko. Stay off my Funko. Stay off my Funko, especially my share Funko. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, so you're kind of like, Okay, how do you do that? Well, in order to get to a place where you could even look at it from a detached observer and a kindness of yourself, you got to get the things elevated and the pot being stirred. And you don't want to analogy that we use in some of the certifications I'm doing is that you want to make soup, you want to taste it, you want to smell it, you want to stir it. You don't want you don't want to make soup by putting your head in it. Okay. Yeah. First of all, it burns. It's hurt. It's hurtful. You know that's not the way you make soup, and you and it's a it's a process. Mm -hmm. Real time though, what do you do? Real time, I'm struggling. Real time, I got triggered. Real time, that pissed me off. Real time, that person cut me off. Real time, they said the wrong thing. Real time, I'm sick of Richard saying real time, <laughs> listener. Whatever, you know. What is it? What can you do? What can you do? And I'll throw a couple things out there. That one of them I used this morning because I was I was getting into a, a flywheel on an issue 
And it was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm thinking about that. And it's like, no, you're you're doing the right thing here. Just I said, how can I get back to like, you know, where I am and being present? And I and I thought about five, four, three, two, one. Yeah. And I immediately started the five, which was, okay, what do I see? The five things that I see. And I saw the sun rising over the mountains. I saw an adopt a highway sign. I saw some lights in the distance. I saw some cloud formations to my left. And I saw, you know, the road in front of me. Okay. And then what are the four things that I felt? I felt my hands on a wheel. I felt my... um pants on my leg. I felt my um, foot on the floor. One of them, the other one had it on the accelerator. You know, I felt my torso. I felt my, my ass in the seat, you know? And then I said, okay, what are the, what are the three things that I um, can, I always get stuck with this one because I know one is what you taste. Oh, the three things here. Yeah. The three things that I hear and it goes to, so what I see what I'm feeling, what I feel physically, the three things that I hear, I heard the road, I heard a bird, I heard, you know, I heard some rumbling in the car. And then there was two things that, okay, what do I smell? And I said, well, unfortunately, I smelled my breath there because I had some bacon. And I smelled a little bit of bacon because I had just a little bit, a little burp. So thank God for my burp because the smell sometimes is tough. And then I smelled the interior of the car. And then the last thing is what I taste, and it was that damn bacon again. <laughs> hey, my, my, idea, Funko, my Funko, with this little bacon in there. So, so the so, idea that it's yeah. the five senses and yeah. to kind of calm your mind and get it off the, the spinning flywheel. And I was back in the present moment. That's where I went. I went to back to the present moment. Yeah. And then... So, oh, so there's there's all kinds of tools that I'm throwing on here that I'm thinking about right now. But yes, go ahead, Steve. So coping, a lot of times I find with coping is you first have to acknowledge yes. what is going on because um, coping for me, a different word of it is just stress, overwhelmed, feeling overwhelmed, um, just too much coming at me at one given time. And this is where that victim mentality can come in it's just like i'm just getting blasted from everyone so victim can when we say victim you know it, it has a negative connotation mm-hmm. but there's a real real life element to this that we can all feel it almost any given time like mm-hmm. too much shit happening right now and you know why is that why does someone get to go on vacation and I'm getting just pounded from every angle. You know, yes, that's, that's exactly, true. You know, so it's exactly right. It's like I'm getting shafted yeah. completely by society. I just saw their, like, their video. They were on the beach, man. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm in the yeah, middle of bullshit. Yeah, yeah. When we want to rip the heart out of our Facebook friends, you know? <laughs> so it's it's that. It's that so what's going that on? What yeah. is happening? And And I think it's those times where we have to just sort of collect ourselves. And this is the hard part, right? Mm -hmm. It's like getting back to that present moment because that flywheel can spin. I mean, this happens to me almost every morning. I literally can repeat the same thing in my head over and over and over again. Like whether it's having a conversation with someone that I'm just like, like just this. I mean, one that you already had. Or want to have. It's like yeah. I'm preparing for an outcome, mm. but I'm almost subconsciously spinning this thing and I'm not even paying attention. I mean, I can be getting ready for in the morning and it's just spinning response. Spinning. And it is yeah. like 
And this is like, I'm not coping with this very well because I'm not stopping and catching that thought, acknowledging it, bringing it forward. So for me, like bringing it forward is just, is becoming aware of this. Mm -hmm. My subconscious mm -hmm. mind is just spinning out of control. If I slow it down, make it aware. So similar, like you're talking about with your senses tool, yep. your five, four, three, two, one. Um, I almost think of it as like grabbing a ball from midair and just stop, gotta stop. And then becoming aware of it, bringing it forward. Perfect. And then doing something with it. Perfect. I love it. Here's why. Here's why I love that. Number one, you said it. And I love that. Two is that I'll have to give credit to my my bride here. She developed NBA. So talk about a basketball. You're grabbing the basketball, right? And so you're, there's a picture picture of basketball. And this is where Steve's talking about you got to notice it. You got to be aware of it. So you notice something's going on. You breathe into it. You breathe into it with your belly breath. You, you say, you know, because a lot of guys, we all say, okay, what, what do we say with the breathing? Well, we all lift our chests and breathe. No, it's you breathe, you, you're expanding your belly as you're breathing and utilizing your diaphragm, just like you did with the quiet of being a baby. You ever watch a baby sleep, you watch their stomach, you know, rise and lower. And it's physiologically impossible for you to do that three or four times without lowering your heart rate. You absolutely will. So you notice it. You're noticing that flywheel or you're projecting what the situation might be or projecting response or projecting how it might go or whatever it might be. You name it. That's a great example you gave. You breathe into it and then you allow something else to be here. You're allowing something else. So it's like these things kind of tack onto each other. So what's the allow? The allow is what you have been utilizing and I utilize all, all the time as well, is what am I feeling right now? What's going on with me? What is it? Is it anxiousness? Is it discouragement? Is it being vulnerable? I may be, you know, what's going on? Am I, uh, am I despondent? Am I, am I melancholy? What I'm just thinking about all the lists yeah. from our, how we feel app yeah. that what's going on. What is it? If I had to say, what is it I'm feeling right now? That's it. Yeah. Why is it important that we want to notice that? Because we're repeating it over and over again. We're getting upset. We go to the drink. We're getting upset. We go to our, our depressed, depressed mindset and going over. Yeah. We're trying to break tendencies. That doesn't mean you always can break the tendencies or they're not going to happen again. It's just now you have a tool to maybe That's the right. tendency is not going to be all freaking day, or you can go back to sleep, or you can go, oh my gosh, I'm just focused on my breath. And before you know it, you're in la-la land. Yeah. Labeling what you feel mm. is, for me, it's it's a it's kind of taking back control of this chaos that's going on, or um, just giving me some skill to cope with what I'm I'm dealing with. And so simply labeling it like I feel anxious uh, yeah. or this is causing me this type of sensation. I now can it, it definitely gets to that that um, the catching that in mid flight and being able to do something mm -hmm. with it. And it's the awareness and brings me back to that that point of present time that then I can I can move forward. And when I have multiple things going on, I do the exact same thing. It's just slowing down to become aware of it, mm -hmm. labeling it, 
and then moving on from it. And that's, like, your, that's like, your door. Yeah, it is. That's, it is. that's a door to yeah. your present moment. Yeah. It's, it's like you're here, but you go through a door like, yeah. you're, what's here now? Yeah. Yeah. Like, and then I'm there and then I get to enjoy. The great thing is then you can enjoy the present moment because when I kind of explain that flywheel going back and forth, I'm in the past or I'm in the future. There, I'm either worried about something that's going to happen in the future or I'm stressing out about something I didn't do in the past, but I'm not even aware of being in that present moment. And when I can pull myself back into that moment, even if it's for just a brief matter of time and just being cognizant that I'm not in the present moment means I'm in the present moment. It just gives me some relief. And like I said, when I, I gave this example, this almost happens to me every single morning. So these are skills to cope with the chaos of life. This isn't a skill to fix the problem and make it. It's not about making it go away. It's mm -hmm. about being aware of it and doing something about it. So I can bring some peace to my life. And so you're then, carrying that with you. You're yeah. carrying it with you as opposed to, yeah. Yeah. in other words, you get, you almost put it in your satchel. Like, you say, I, this is with me. I can carry this now. Right, right. It's manageable and maybe a little lighter. Mm -hmm. I thought it was interesting when you said, and a lot of people do this, and I've heard many, many guys say, I'm just, I'm pissed. I'm mad. I'm sad. I'm frustrated. I'm disappointed. No, no, no. Holding it lightly might be this. Something in me feels disappointed. Yes. Something in me feels sad. Something in me feels angry. Something in me feels slighted. Something in me feels disrespected. Not I am disrespected. We can detach ourselves. It's a serious subject, but we're holding it loosely to realize, hey, something in me is this way. Not I'm not this. I'm not. That doesn't define me. You can make a statement like that or to go from the rooftop or say, hey, little dude, Funko, this doesn't define us. Whatever, whatever your tool is, it doesn't matter. But the fact that you notice it, you breathe into it and you're aware of it, then the tool becomes, OK, I'm going to allow it. But I'm going to allow it by understanding how I'm some how something in me is feeling. The other thing that I thought was interesting was this time. There's a lot of uh, nervous energy for some presentation or somebody has a fear of public speaking. I have clients that have a challenge with public speaking. Mm -hmm. um, someone that has a, you know, and I usually before I go on stage or whatever, I said, please, you know, so my spirit may I be humble and eloquent. And when I don't say that, I'm not grounding myself. And usually I calm myself down. It's because I've done the preparation and so I'm going to do it. But in, in, the, in the coping skills real time, it's like, oh, no, gosh, um, I'm fearful of what, uh, how I'm going to bring my child into this world right now. Think about this for a second, people that are having children. I don't want to scare you, but, you know, people that are having children right now, they will literally, their kids will, pro will be alive when it's 2100. Yeah. Okay. And think about how much has happened in the past 30 years. Mm -hmm. Think about what's going to be like in 80 years. Yeah. And a lot of people, when they project out, don't think that, you know, it's like the Jetsons and hovering around and you have instant meals that, you know, they're worried about Terminator and things like that and AI taking over. Yeah. You know, we're just joking around about <laughs> chat, you know, and the CEO is going off and <laughs> coming back and, you know, the CEO of Microsoft has to fix it and because they're a $10 billion investment. It's all connected. Oh, the scheme. It's we're run by the Rothschilds, whatever. You know, but the, the, 
the, the challenges that are out there we're bringing people into, it's like, okay, well, how do we teach our children, teach them well? How do we teach others? The best way to learn something is to teach it to somebody. Yeah. So if something is there, like, oh, God, I'm feeling really, really overwhelmed. We go, this, it's time, T-I-M-E. This is tough. This is really tough. It's tough. Hey, man, yeah, it's tough. You know, don't demean it. Don't should yourself to death saying you shouldn't feel this way, but this is tough. The key piece that I think is right here is that I'm not alone. Other people may be experiencing the same thing. Other people have experienced the same thing and survived. You yes. mentioned that in the last podcast with yeah. regard to companies, right? If something doesn't go right, well, we'll survive. I remember it took me 10 years to acquire one property, and we were under contract three times for it. <laughs> and this was a massive, massive property. And it took three times to get to it. And every time I was like, oh, my God, the world's going to end if we don't get it. It's like... It just isn't the right time. Well, it took me to learn three times to know that sometimes it's not the right time. Well, those that are listening here have enough experiences where they've looked at this and look back and say, whether it's in their child, adolescence, or as they're growing, whatever stage of life they may be in, the tools that they've been utilizing may or not may or may not work with their coping skills. So let's infuse a different way. So time it, let's time it. So you NBA it, like you said, you mm -hmm. grab the ball, right? You said you're going to yep. control. You have, yep. It's like getting the ball. You got the ball. You're looking mm -hmm. at the ball. You're curious about the ball. So time, this is tough. I'm not alone. What's my new mantra? I Maybe I should be compassionate with myself. May I be nice to myself? May I be kind to myself? May I be kind to others? May I understand that I don't know exactly what's going on with them and what's happening in their life? I, I use the term, no, you don't know what type of prison somebody else is in. And that's kind of like, okay, well, that's, I say that, but that's such a powerful thing for someone because you don't know, you, don't. you never can know uh, without implicitly, not even prison, you don't even know their perspective. Mm -mm. For example, when Carl and I are talking to couples, you have six perspectives. You have the one partner with their perception of themselves and the other, the other partner with perception of themselves and the other, and the both partners with perceptions of the relationship. It's six different perspectives. And you're, we're dealing with looking at that. And when I say that to clients, when we say that, they go, oh my God, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm. And it's like, that's not like the angel of duh just fluttered down under my shoulder here, but it's like, that's true. That's true. We're dealing with these perspectives. So I'm not alone in the mantra of other people maybe experiencing something I don't understand, or I have to be, you know, know what prison they're in. And then it helps you as you're doing this to be breathing. And then you enter in the E is the new present moment. Mm. You enter into the new present I love moment. That. And so that's your time side. Yeah. Other people have come up with other tools that because your brain is trying to predict what's going on and has to assign a scene that you've already seen before. You have to assign a scene to it. Like, Oh, this is exactly like this, or you're exactly like that. So I have to try to make my life simpler by putting a category or a scene stealer. I'm going to say, oh, this is like this. I joke around because I can, oh, this is like the scene in the movie blank. Well, our minds do that. Yeah. And so if you're sitting there going, okay, there's there's a scene, you can say, cancel, cancel, cancel. I'm not going to go there because I've seen this before, and I'm not going to do that screenplay. I'm going to cancel, cancel, cancel. And then you can do your noticing and your breathing. Then you can do your four square, square breathing, which is, you know, you inhale for four seconds. You hold it for four seconds. You exhale for four seconds. And then you 
don't do anything for four seconds and you keep repeating in this. Yeah. And that's a way for you to get in. So, so you're doing all of these things, these different tools that we can put in the notes for the, the podcast. Uh, we certainly have that within the We Do Relationship stuff. And I know you've utilized some mm -hmm. of this stuff in the past. I and I think it's really important for those that are listening and you, WE, um, that those type of things work. And, we, and I use it all the time. I used it today. I did it again. And when I don't do it, I notice that I'm not. And the second I notice that I'm not, I can get myself back into the present. It's like, that's, it's that's like right. the power of now. They say, Eckhart Tolle says, you know, the second you notice you're not in the present moment, you're in the present. Moment. That's exactly right. Isn't that yeah. something? Yep. It's, it's powerful, isn't it? Yeah. Self-awareness is this amazing gift that we have. Uh, but our, we have this also this, I think of it as like a kind of a shitty roommate. And that's our mind at times that is always telling us something else. It's like that roommate that will never leave you alone. And they're always on the couch. <laughs> I had one I was talking about the other night and it kept the I didn't even realize he had a shotgun under it. That that is our the little the little person in our heads that's always telling us something like that's just making us crazy. So that self-awareness that it's there, um, separate from it, you know, we're almost like a, a, a kind of almost just a we sit in our mind where we're just we're in a lot of ways. Um, we're a soul within the body, you know, mm -hmm. we're kind of going through these things and just we get to see out. And if we could look kind of beyond us and recognize these things, um, we can we can see them in real time instead of uh, letting that crazy roommate kind of make make decisions and think for think for ourselves. So you're doing that. You're, you are definitely uh -huh. doing that. I see it. I, I've, I've witnessed it. Guys like you. Well, no, but I, the, it's it's one thing to read something. I mean, we could all read, hmm. you know, anything. It's like, what are we putting into applicable use? And you put things into applicable in real use. Yeah, I really had to. You, have. you know, I mean, because my, you know, my my coping skills three plus years ago was just to grab a bottle. Yeah, you know, when I couldn't deal with stuff, that's how I coped or how I thought I coped. And I would just drink and then the problems would go away for a little bit, but they would never go away. I would just, um, you know, bury them for, for a bit. So I, at, out of just like, you know, just basically survival and to keep my marriage and job and everything that I do, I had to figure this out. Mm. So, I mean, and that's one of the things I'm grateful for with my alcoholism that, you know, I was forced to get my shit together and, and really had to look at these things and, um, and really want it, you know, really want to find and utilize tools. And, and, you know, when, when you're, when you're in a situation like that and you, you have to, you take things, I mean, I took things very serious. Yeah. So. I mean, but but it's like it doesn't have to be that. My, I guess my point to this is that you don't have to go through any situation that I went through to to utilize the tools. You just have to want to. You have to recognize or realize that you know we are who we are. Um, you know, you talked about before we we went we went live that whether you're running an eight hundred million dollar P and L or driving a truck, yeah. I mean, you start the day. And you have objectives and, and you are going to be the best at 
what you are doing yeah. or who you're leading or whatever. I mean, Richard's going to be. The dynamics do not change. Does not change at all. Does because of the size all. of the check or the size. Yeah. Of the, yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's wow. Right. I did. Uh, you know, and, uh, Steve, I, I, I struggle with this sometimes because you always hear the best stories of re in books, you know, what was the problem? Who is the protagonist? What did you, when did you hit rock bottom? How did you recover? It's like people love the stories of resilience and love the stories of recovery and love the stories yeah. of take. And it's like, how do you get, um, how do you get it without having to hit rock bottom and ha without having the bottle hit you or, or ha having to be so depressed that you don't like being around yourself? So therefore, some who the hell's going to want to be around you? And I think we saw ways to do that. We saw that with the dudes' discussions. Absolutely. Because we exposed some of the little nuances that were happening in somebody's life that were really big freaking deals to them. And the fact that they were able to say it expose it and put it out there and say, here's my shitty draft or roommate. And here's my shitty first draft or here's my, here's my dirty paper. And that's what I'm dealing with right now. And you're like, okay, actually, I just personally right now, this moment felt a release by me saying, <laughs> I felt Isn't a release. It powerful? I've just released it yeah. by doing yeah. It is. And you saw how many times have we seen it? You and I are both writing it shit down. We're like, yeah. oh my God. Okay. Right. Writing it down. We're not giving advice. We're just, we're just writing it down. Oh, hey, what I heard you say was this. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That's, See, but the power of catching things before they can get too much, like, hey, I think I'm noticing I'm drinking too. You know, hey, and maybe someone gets pulled aside and says, well, you know, maybe there's somebody you can talk to. Or I, I've, I felt that way as well and i hear you and i'm with you my friend that <laughs> it's so much to, it's so we the human beings we want to be seen how many kids are trying to get the attention of their parents through their life i mean oh my gosh i mean as humans we need connection the the whole victim was so much of this what we're saying to ourselves or what we're what where we're at we're alone we feel lonely, we're alone, the world is out to get us, and we have we don't have the connection that we need to help us get out from our out, out of the way of ourselves in so many cases. In those times that we've had with the dudes, it's providing space for people to just get out of their own way. And 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 so much of it, just that sense that you are with someone else. And they're listening to you without even, and just simply that, just listening. No advice is needed, but just being able to be with others allows us to break away from those shackles of life that we get ourselves into. And we can, um, it, it, it's really hard to take the victim card very far when you're talking with others and they're just listening to you because what you're doing, you're hearing yourself in many cases, recognizing that there's just a few things that you need to do a little bit differently. And, and then. And you come up with it. Yeah. And you come up, with, coming it. up with it. It's amazing. It's like the space is filled with some idea. Yeah, it is there. There is, yeah. there is, there's like energy in that space, but we need others to help the the electrons speed up faster. Yeah. We can't do it. That we can't explain it, but yeah. they're there. Yeah. Sort of like you're thinking about someone, then they call. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, it happened yeah. yesterday. Yeah. I was, and yeah. I, I was just literally thinking about you. 
Well, you, 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 wow. What, this whole thing about being able to share something and you going back to what you talked about having this, um, this bad roommate. Right? Mm -hmm. I remember early on in some of the discussions where I was like, oh gosh, okay. I'm a coach. I'm, you know, I've been doing this stuff. I've been doing retreats for 20 years. I've been helping people. And to, for me to expose that I'm really don't have all this figured out was like hard for me at mm -hmm. first, even in that meeting. Mm -hmm. It's like, and then you said, well, shit, that's the best person you want is someone that's kind of figuring out and has learned and has continued to learn. But yeah. the point was, when I would say that, there wasn't, there was examples of these other people in that space, maybe floating on that, those electrons and neurons and all that spiritual energy or whatever that energy was. And they weren't saying anything. They weren't judging. They were going through their own stuff. And so maybe that was an example and a place, a space for grace and space that allowed you to say something without the dirty roommate showing up, number one, and other people. Yeah. Because you've probably had experiences that the voice of your parent or the voice of your friend or the voice of a sibling or something in your life. Do you know how many people that we talk to that, I mean, at our retreats, how many times have they said they have a challenge with one of their parents? Everybody. Yeah. Okay. Are, are our kids going to have challenges with ours as some of the idiosyncrasies we have? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. We try to talk it out with them because it's like sometimes it's overwhelming with a therapist and coach and, you know, and going through all that stuff, but it's like, okay, we kind of back off a little bit. Did you get enough of a drink of water from the fire hydrant? And then we just kind of listen and reflect back what they're saying. And then we, then they were honoring who they are. So we're honoring who are, we are by the silence that we hear. We're, iron, we're honoring who they are after they said something with the silence. And it's so difficult sometimes, at least initially, that's why you have to practice this. And go back into it and jot down notes. What did I learn? What did that stimulate in me? Your journal. What did that stimulate in me? Not just trying to say, oh, tell me what shit happened to you this week. I'm going to tell you what shit happened to me this week. Yeah. And some people do that in meeting these meetings. And some people are listening and going, okay, well, okay. But something changes. There's a new emerging experience that happens. We don't know what it is. But by saying and getting in touch with, there's an emerging life experience that happens to us that we cannot explain, but it happens through what you said we all need is connection. Yeah. That's why we're saying if you right now, what I did yesterday, I connected. I called my old roommate back that had been calling me that we missed each other and hadn't called in like two months. My last voicemail of him was from October 22nd. And I called him back just recently here in December. And we were laughing and going through all the things. And he was saying what he needed to say and sharing the things that he needed to say. I sent a note to my uh, friend who we want to celebrate our 60th birthdays next year together. And what that is, he says, I want to, I need to be with you this year. I want to do that. I said, we're going to do it. We're going to figure that out with our families. So can I immediately look at you goes, if I can only get the swaths there, Michelle, <laughs> but anyway, we'll figure something out. Yeah. Um, but it's like, um, so I reached out to him and said, Hey, I'm thinking about you. I just want to make sure I haven't forgotten. And he was in a meeting in Dallas and he texted back, said, my man, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I can't wait to do this, but it was a, as a connection. In other words, and then I, uh, another one, I did a, a, a little bit extra for a client of mine and put something together and actually branded it for him. And he was just blown away and sent me a text back saying, or an email back. I can't believe you did that. It's so amazing. Where'd you get that? Blah, 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 blah. And, I, and then he went into something else that he was working on that we had talked about in our session. It was like, oh, magic. Yeah. The magic. 
here's what happened. And this is what my wife said the other day to somebody in our family and what we I tried to do there because of that conversation. Maybe, maybe because it was in there. It was in the electron. Maybe it mm -hmm. is that others showed up, the word others. Yeah. The best way to break out of depression is to think and journalize, obviously, what you're grateful for and all this. But I found the best thing to do is how am I going to, and I even connect with someone else on LinkedIn asking me a question, how do you connect with others? And I was too tired to do any of that last mm -hmm. night. But when I did it, it filled me up. Yeah. And then I reaped the benefits of it today. I didn't expect it, but it happened. But it happened through connection with others. And what we're so, saying in this stuff is that we're connecting to other parts of ourselves through the tools, the coping tools. We're connecting with other parts of who we are. But don't underestimate, and you pound this into me, Steve, when you talked about this, what you're doing with these groups and these uh, other leadership groups that you're involved with. It's not just what we're doing here. There's a lot of other things that we're involved with. Mm -hmm. And they fill us up because we are connecting with and being of in-service to others. And it's the best way to snap yourself out of it. Um, Call somebody up. Go ask them. Go go uh, clean um, a, a, a lamp that you haven't cleaned. Dust that haven't been dusted. Clean off the countertop where your wife doesn't expect it. Um, go do something that you... That, that, is is just unexpected that you're doing for something else or just calling somebody. Hey, I was, hey, I was thinking about you. You'd be surprised how many times I say, Oh my God, I was, I'm so glad you called. Yeah. Here's what's going on. Yeah. Here's what's happening. Isn't so, that great? It's that it's that cracking in to the others and being part of something else. I when I think about our groups and any of the groups that I'm in, even this experience that I'm going through right now with, you know, it's it's all business, but it's working with others, but I really see it so much. I learned this so much with our dudes group is that someone has, there's always, someone needs to take an initiative and, mm. and some, one of us has always taken some form of initiative <clears throat> to really share our imperfections, right? That's what it's about. And that's a hard first step, especially as guys. We don't, we have tough shells. We were always hiding behind it. Yeah. We have our masks. We totally have our masks. And, and we take those off and we talk about our imperfections in this environment where people are listening. And then all of a sudden someone else says something about theirs and there's no judgment. It's just this freedom that you get. And through this imperfection or sharing imperfections, that's where perfection to me I, mm, I see wow. it. It's just powerful, right? Well, that's where perfection just, shows up. That, that's for me because that's how. I've learned to deal, uh, I'm so much, hard, like I don't judge anyone when they're talking about stuff that's going on in their lives. I judge the shit out of myself mm -hmm. when stuff goes on. And so because of that- You think everyone else is doing it too? I do, right. right? And, and people, that's the- And we break through that. And it's through being with others and their willingness to share their imperfections that you, I find, this really tight, unbreakable bond with people. I don't want to be around perfect people. I don't want to be around people that know it all. I, that's not what I'm after in life. I love to be around. Those are snits. They I'm are speaking snits. absolutes. That's right. I don't want to Star Wars fans. I don't want there. absolutes. Um, and I never realized again. This is this this consciousness that I've sort of found, and <laughs> and you don't really realize it. 
until you sit back and really take it in. And but it, it took work. It, it took, took work a lot of effort, work. And you said, yeah. um, and you said initiative, you used the word initiative. The initiative in you it. You did something about it. It you, was you, very you, uncomfortable at first. Yeah. Very uncomfortable. Um, but once it happened, it really became this, this, this point of perfection to me. And this is, yeah, I love that. The point yeah. of perfection. It's like almost like a, there was a, a new, uh, like a new existence. Yeah. Um, I, I love when people are hearing this or some people that are, I, I wish there was a way to get to the skeptical person that believes that anytime you talk about something below the dermal layer that that's, that's uh, feminine or, or, you know, you should be strong and, and all the baggage that they've taken to where a guy says, I'm not going to talk about any of that shit. I'm just going to figure out a way to do it and rub some dirt on it. Right. But here's what, and then some people say, well, that's feminine energy and not masculine energy. I would say that sharing who you are and what you how you're reacting to your world is human energy. That's human energy that's beyond what we can truly understand. And I don't think I've got a firm grasp on what that is. I know I flow in and out of it. I know it when I see it. You know, I know it when I feel it, that there's something happening and it usually is involving some kind of an internal pivot or a feeling. And our body keeps score. Our body. All we have to do is look into our bodies. That's what I love about the focusing that I'm doing, because so we find out what's going on. Where do we feel in our body? What's going on? And symbols appear. Mm-hmm. An emerging new experience appears when you're sitting there looking in and saying, okay, what is it? What's going on? It sounded like this. And you know you're close to it when you can't describe it. Yeah. You can't put it's like uncomfortable. You're there's something there. I just can't. Our 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 trained um song sheet that we've had are already listening that we have our predicting brain we can't figure it out it's like mm. I, I really don't know what it is but it's there mm. and that's when you're saying whoa i want to pay attention to that what is that and then something happens it's like this or i'm sensing this or it's like those are the deeper deals of how you go to coping skills that's the deeper level of going in and saying okay i'm having real change here not just constantly responding first of all not just reacting then you go into response but now you're actually going into a new emerging experience of who you are as a human being that's the deeper level that takes time and effort mm-hmm. and usually help from somebody else mm-hmm. therapy oh, yeah. coaching oh, yeah. and that type of yeah. thing where they can hold that space and i've mentioned that to a couple people that i'm working with and they're like um i'm gonna go there and i'm while I'm sending them tools, I'm going to go there and try it. And mm-hmm. they just want to be the best version of themselves. And they don't know what that is yet. <laughs> just like, I don't know what yeah, that is. We, journey, we right? always say work in progress to our deathbed. That's all I can say. Well, I think that maybe trivializes it. I think we're, we're, I am not the same person that I was before we started this podcast. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I can tell. Yeah, you're not the same person. No. No. Indy, who's making weird noises, which we're going to edit out. He's not the same dog. He just winked at me. Just, he just freaking winked at. Look, he did it. Jesus, he knows. He can't do Joe. It's quit staring at my leg. <laughs> I love it. So these coping skills again. NBA, which you talked about. 
with the, you know, grabbing the ball and the basketball, the time, T-I-M-E, you know, the five, four, three, two, one. It's good to eat bacon before you do that. Um, and, uh, you know, cancel, cancel, cancel. Uh, being aware of it, you know, giving some symbols. You gave a symbol with the the shitty roommate or the, mm -hmm. you know, the dust bunny that's always there. It's pig pen with all the stuff. Yeah. Okay, I'm pig penning it right now. What's happening? What's going on? Yeah. All these tools that the How I Feel app, they're all there. We'll put them down at the base of this. There's a lot of here, a lot of juicy stuff. Mm -hmm. But what we'll do as we go forward, we'll look at how all these things help us and what's going on in our lives. And we want, we invite you to be on the journey with our lives. We invite you to be in a journey in your life and with others. We're asking, encouraging you and almost demanding you reach out to somebody and start a group. Connect with us on We Do Institute. So we do WDO, the word institute at gmail.com. And let us know what kind of tools you need for groups. We have those things. We have questions we can send you. We have things. We have a group that's working on this, including our kids. Yes. How wonderful is that? It's yeah. great. Our sons yeah. are working with us. Doing it. And our guys that are in the dudes call their sons. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> huh? Just pumped to you, brother. Amen. And our kids. How freaking awesome. We're going to not have these things be legacy. We're going to help with our little piece of not having this continue to be a legacy thing that goes on and That's on right. in a flywheel from generation to generation. That's right. They're going to get better. Their, tech, their internal technology is going to get better. That's right. Their internal pharmacy is going to be utilized more. Mm -hmm. And the way that they become resilient in this world is going to be how they create it. That's but right. you got to have the space to do it. Right. Absolutely. Anything else before we say goodbye yeah. this time, my friend? I don't want to. I'm kind. Of, we're kind of. This is this cool, good, juicy stuff. Good stuff. Absolutely. Good stuff. So, right, I hate to even say this. Love you too. Hey. Until next time. Two dudes out. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Two dudes drunk and depressed. So sometimes the best thing you can do is simply show up. Thank you for doing that today. We are here for you as we answer our call to serve others. Remember, tell the truth to yourself and the rest will fall into place. Those lyrics are from a song by the band, The Abbott Brothers, and really spoke to Steve and I. If you have questions, comments, actually should have said to Steve and me, right? The Steve and me, yeah. Yeah. Um, or no, is it Steve and I? Chet. We need Chet GPT there. Yeah, I think it's Steve and me. So, oh, if you have questions, <laughs> comments, or would like to be a guest on the segment, Two Dudes Interviewing Women, then write us at wedoinstitute at gmail.com. That's W-E-D-O, institute at gmail.com. All right, guys, what are you doing today to leverage your brilliance and do the work necessary to make some progress in your life? Consider one box check by just listening here today. Yes, well done. Two Dudes, out.